Hi everyone, I'm Leisha and welcome to my podcast, Leisha Online. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of my podcast, Leisha Online. And today I'm joined by Jack Dinsley. How are you? Thank you so much for coming on. I'm fabulous. I am doing great. Lovely to be here. How are you? I'm good. Have you done a podcast before? I've done quite a few. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I've done, I've done one for the BBC. Um, what? And I've done a, yeah. I did such me. a deep dive on you today, and I'm like, how did I miss that? <laughs> uh, you told Spotify, type in Jack Dinsley, and about six podcasts come up. Thank you. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I campaigning for this stammering. Mm-hmm. I've done quite a few, and that's how I got my foot in the door uh, with the wide world of tv no way yes so for anyone who doesn't know much about you jack and you're obviously you're from manchester aren't you yes Yes, i am from manchester so explain to me who you are and what you're all about fabulous so i'm jack dinsley i'm 23 turned 24 in august so i live in manchester well near manchester but i predominantly do a lot of my tv work in manchester as a runner junior researcher and now progressing to a researcher so oh my yes. god that's amazing and are you able to say you are able to say who you're researching for aren't you absolutely yeah so i am researching for loops women which is all the it i'm sure that's amazing and was it a long process for you to move up from you know you started as a runner and now you're up to research. How long did that kind of process take for you? So my first uh, job was BBC News Round. So that was in December 2019. But then obviously got the pandemic and stuff. So I, I officially got the ball rolling from summer, 20, summer 2021. And yeah, and now it's summer 2023. So about two years. And now you're a researcher. That's so exciting. I am. Oh, it's exciting. Oh, and you've had to like literally uproot your whole life then, basically. You're in London now. Well, you're actually in Cambridge, aren't you? Yes. So for this contract, so it's a freelance contract, mm-hmm. to this site. Um, it's in London, but obviously, you know, it's quite expensive. So, you know, you move your life to London. Who would um, move to London? That sounds crazy. It's not as if I'm going to do it. And <laughs> So, yes, I'm staying in Cambridge with my family. And yes, so it's quite scary, but I'm having the world of a time. Oh, that's so amazing. So you said a little bit about you starting you were doing kind of things with the stammering and then you were doing podcasts how did that lead from you getting into tv then i actually didn't know that's how you got in so um when i was at university my second year there was a day where um employers came in so like bbc itv mm-hmm. local broadcasters newspapers they all came in you went to salford we... didn't you no i went to the university of central lancashire but oh. i didn't get a from salford but i turned it down <laughs> Oh, it works out. So on that day, I pitched to BBC ITV about the lack of stammer awareness in the media because I felt growing up there wasn't enough awareness mm-hmm. for most with the stammer. So like I researched BBC News Round. I think the last time they covered stammer awareness was I think four or five years before I pitched. So I said to the deputy editor at the time, who was still staying in touch with us wow. today, I think 
as someone with a stammer, I find it quite sad how, you know, that's five years of children that, you know, have got a stammer and they don't feel, you know, recognised, they don't feel like they matter. So I said, why is that? And the same was for loose women. But loose women, uh, I also pitched about loose men, which is obviously one of the yes. things that they now do. I said to uh, someone who worked at loose women, I said, why don't you do something aimed at men? Am I because the stereotype is it's women that are watching all your shows, but there's plenty of men at home mm-hmm. who are watching. They could be stay-at-home dads. They could be whoever. And I'm like, you're missing out on that on that market. And now loose men to think. I'm not saying I'm taking any credit for it, but I'm saying you know I'm at. <laughs> but you're that. like I have. I, that was me. <laughs> But yeah, you know, the link with podcasting. So again, the same thing. Uh, I pitched to Casey Thistleton, who was a CBC presenter back in the day, now BBC Radio 1. I emailed her a lie, being like, you know, I want to do a podcast. I thought you uh, said a lie. I thought you said no. a lie, not a line. I was like, what are you lying about? <laughs> a line. Um, I emailed her. She had a podcast called Life Hacks with Dr. Arda mm-hmm. and I said, why haven't you covered stammering? It's International Stammer Awareness Day coming up. And she was like, yeah, amazing. Um, so I got in touch with the editor or whoever. Next minute, I was coming down to London for the day, recording, slaying, and then, yeah. Amazing. What age were you then? Hmm? What age were you when that, when that was? Hey, I was in year two of uni, so about 19. That's amazing. So have you always been that kind of person who puts themselves out there? And did you always want to go into TV before? Or is it something then that like, like, did you study TV in uni or something along those lines? So I've always wanted to get into the media in some yeah. aspect. I've, uh, I used to write for my local newspaper at the age of 14. Mm-hmm. So I had about 150 articles published covering all sorts of different stuff. I used to be a sports writer from my, from my high school and college to cover netball, football, rugby, mm-hmm. all of that good stuff. And then basically at university, I studied journalism. So I've got the NTTJ diploma as well. Oh, which okay. Yes, uh, which a lot of people don't realise I've got that. Uh, so that's a diploma for, for people that are listening thinking, what is that? So it's a diploma for journalists. So a lot of people that write for The Sun, Daily Mirror, they've got to have this accreditation for them to actually write for the publishers. So, yeah, so I got that in my second year. That is so exciting. And did you ever face anyone? Because I know here, I'm not sure if it's the same over the water, but here... When someone's doing something a wee bit different, people can be quite quick to judge. Did you ever face that at all in school? And how did you deal with that, if you did? Yeah, um, so I was like the weird one that was writing these like, sports articles. Like I used to go to like, rugby matches, interview people, football matches, and I always felt like the odd one out because, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, I weren't playing football, I weren't playing rugby, uh, I weren't, you know, in, in these matches but actually what I was doing I was building a portfolio of building the confidence and now when I look back you know I'm actually you know quite proud of myself that I was that I was different because you know it's got me to where I am today. 100% I felt that too and I think that's a really big thing in kind of people who go into TV because now all my friends all my friends are in TV or in the media in some way friends I've met in uni but at yeah. school, at home, I always kind of felt like a little bit like the odd one out because I was always the one blogging or like doing yeah. a podcast or I did lo- like a lot of musical theatre. So I, I feel like now I've met my kind of like people that are into all that kind of stuff. Like my like at home here in Belfast, I have like my people who are all into like all my TV people are into like kind of the weird things that I'm into. I'm like, oh, my God, there's more of us. <laughs> so you kind of yeah. do be destined to go down a path when you are kind of creative as a kid, I think. 
Absolutely, like like you, I did musical theatre, I did my dance and stuff as well, as well, which I think is quite common for people in the media. Because I think we are all creative people that might not just be not just be with words, but also how we like to express ourselves. Mm-hmm. Everyone in my production office, we all are like really into it, so it's, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny how it works. And um, you mentioned before about your stammer, and as well, I was reading some of your articles that you did, and you said actually growing up you couldn't pronounce your second name was that right and now yeah. now you're just you're flying yeah so uh, I always tr- I always struggled to say it was beginning with D and there's mm-hmm. other like because I had speech and language therapy when I was 16 and you know every day's a struggle uh like some days are better than some usually yeah. by now because I've had that speech and language therapy mm-hmm. Um, but you know, struggling to say your last name is quite heartbreaking because it's like yeah. you can't say actual name. But now, you know, I am Jack Dinsley, and you know what? I'm proud of that. Uh, and you know, sometimes you know, I do struggle to say it, but you know, uh, it's when I think about it, but also as well, when I'm on comms in the mm-hmm. studio, I have to kind of I always have to look away from people because I sometimes I get a bit nervous. And uh... then I'm, really, I'm like, don't look at me, I'm on comms, but genuinely, <laughs> it's all good now. Oh, I never, I didn't even know that about you when I first met you, but we first met on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Indeed, in February this year, where has the time gone? It's crazy, but as soon as I met you, I was like, we need to stay friends. I loved you instantly. I thought you were just so funny and like so, so, so good at your job as well. You're so professional. So question I have for you is, I saw you deal so well with contributors, other kind of people we were working with, so like runners, you know, people who are like higher up in production. How do you keep so professional and so positive at all times? I think the thing is with TV, it's such a it's a privilege to work in TV mm-hmm. because I'm not sure. Uh, I think you would definitely agree with this. Like growing up, like it might not have been TV, but working in the media, you know, working like on a stage, it, I wanted to be in that creative mm-hmm. world. So now that I'm here, I feel like I've got that responsibility now to kind of, you know, be like, right, you know, get the job done, but also have fun. Mm-hmm. We're not saving lives. You know, things might go wrong, but we'll learn from our we'll learn from our mistakes. When I was a, when I started out as a runner, I was such a rookie. I literally had no idea what was going on. But now I've picked up so much from from working from so many different people, um, from working with you and your positivity, you know. Uh-huh. That, it really rubs off and you know having you in the green room with me you know it, it was that balance mm-hmm. and I think you need that energy I absorb energy and like especially on jobs like that you need that energy so I think for me it's having that energy but also like I said having that sass having that charisma and just backing who you are because yeah. I knew that I was good at my job and clearly it through. yeah we were like two spring bunnies honestly like we were just so I think we were bouncing off each other so <laughs> I was just so happy when I first met you that day. I was like, because I knew you were coming down to meet me at the door. And I was like, my God, he is so lovely. Um, So tell me, what has been your favourite show that you've worked on so far? <laughs> is that a hard one? Well, it's a hard one. Um, funny enough, I actually am going to say, because I bet people will be shocked at this, Naked Attraction. I was just going to ask you about that. It's honestly one of the most... <laughs> professional shows I've ever worked on everything from top to bottom I cannot say anything bad about it yeah someone asked me I was actually telling um my friend before that I was doing this interview with you we were looking through your IMDB and he was like 
ask about naked attraction ask like are they really really professional and how everything's conducted and I was like I've heard that they are but um so you you had a good time then <laughs> yeah <laughs> well my job I was the casting runner for the prompt so the people that you see when it comes up I looked after pretty much every single one of those bodies in the recent series that's just aired on channel four all of them and the one coming up all of them how do you like talk to them without being like <laughs> like when you're looking them and you're like looking them in the eyes like <laughs> it's honestly for me again like if you can do that show with that acting i think that show is the one thing if you can do that you can do any show Even yeah as a runner as a producer ap because honestly it's a minefield because um it's a lot to take in at first because you're like what the hell am i looking at yeah. because it's all out in front of you. But the thing is, what I, what I like to tell everyone about this is that the studio bit, you know, like you see them and it comes up, they're in the studio, I would say, way over an hour or even more than that because people think they're in like five minutes in, straight out. No, they have to do that circle thing where they put the clothes on. They have to, you know, oh rehearse up, thumbs down. They have to rehearse all of that <laughs> and then go off, come back on. It's honestly... A minefield, but honestly, one of the best jobs I've ever done. Really, and the team's really nice. Then the team's really nice, but I think with a show like Naked Attraction, they've got to be nice because you know people really put themselves out there, and you know there's a lot of like um, what's the word? Like we we have to be mindful about the contestants even more because like obviously yeah. only a millionaire, for instance. You know, we have to be mindful about the care of the contestants, but these contestants are naked attraction are naked. So they really put themselves out. God. Oh my God. So tell me, what is the day in the life of a runner? Because a lot of people who listen to these things probably don't know. I know people who probably listen to this don't work in TV and they don't know what a runner is. So what is, when you were a runner, I know you're stepped up now, but what would have been your day to day? think like it's obviously as you know it's every day is different i think that is something yeah. that i want everyone to know because you know especially being casting as well because casting uh as a casting runner like that is different because every day you're giving a new batch of contestants you see so you never know if the contestants are gonna you know respond well to you if, if you're if you're gonna get on well with them so what i like to tell everyone is that it's very hard to say what is a typical day but also, there's different types of, of runners. So, like, there's production runners, there's gallery runners, there's casting runners. Mm -hmm. So, every single one, my favourite is casting. So, I'll give you, like, an insight into that. Yeah. So, casting, uh, it's just basically making sure the needs of the contestants are really, really, you know, up. Like, it's up here, and that's what you do. So the contestant is, like, the queen or the king for the day, basically. Yeah, absolutely. You want them to come in, you know, feeling a bit apprehensive and then leaving that studio feeling you know what I've had a great day yeah if they've won or whatever the show is they leave because I remember everyone on who must be millionaire yeah. left that yeah. green room like yeah. ecstatic and it was such a rewarding job that that job so yeah. it was great yeah. vibes so it might be making teas coffees even doing toilet runs because on, on some shows you have to keep contestants separate mm -hmm. or you have to make a to B because doors are locked, making sure they get to on set on time, making sure that they're briefed, making sure, you know, lunches and all that. But it sounds like very hospitality, but it kind of is really because being a casting runner, 
it's making sure it's what you said like they are like the king and queen for the day yeah so we have to, we have to roll out that red carpet but what i do want to tell people if you're thinking oh i might want to be a runner a lot of times they are early calls like being a runner mm-hmm. unfortunately you might have to be there first and you might have to be the last one out it's awful but you know it's what makes or breaks someone really because i've done early call times but you know you what? Have, yeah I, I don't regret any of it because you know it's got me to where i'm staying yeah a hundred percent and they always like the person who will want to come in early and want to kind of you know prove themselves as well and you definitely were that person always yeah. um yeah, no, I think as well, the runner is always the person who is thinking ahead. And a producer actually said that to me recently, that he still does this. He was like, you always have to be the one who's thinking ahead of your higher ups. So like first thing in the morning, you're stocking things out, you're making coffees, you're, you're kind of thinking, and then probably in the back of your head as well, Jack, you're thinking of stationery, you're thinking of all Absolutely. the different aspects of everything. You've got to be like 10 steps ahead of like the casting producer, the casting team, or whoever you're with, or it might be like you're the production runner. You're going to be 10 steps ahead of the production secretary because it kind of shows the initiative of mm-hmm. you as so. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people realize as well that the days are actually so long as a runner, like as a, you know, kind of running jobs that you do, they are really, really long days. Yeah, like I remember on the show that I did this year, I think it was like half six in the morning I had to get there. Bear in mind, half six was the call time. So like, I had to get up at five in the morning some days and then um, I did this till half six, seven o'clock or even if I had to overtime, it was like seven or eight, which unfortunately isn't great, but... It's, yeah, it's hard. It can be really, really hard, but it's. I think it kind of comes with the territory and you'd rather be there than not be there I guess as well like you'd rather be there and seeing all the action and like at the end of the day it is really fun and I don't think you ever really regret it so can you tell me a little bit about so we've explained what a runner is but a researcher so now you've obviously stepped up to this woman and you're a researcher now so what kind of does that look like for anyone who doesn't really know what that means so as a researcher um it's such a big step so I just want to Talk about quickly the jump from runner to researching. So in between mm-hmm. that, a lot of the time you do junior researching because it kind of gives you that kind of that feel for it, the uh, kind of what they expect. Mm-hmm. So I've done research on Countdown and the Great Pottery Throwdown, which are two very different shows, but two fantastic shows. And Great Pottery Throwdown I've done twice, one as a casting runner, but that actually was work from home. It was kind of like a junior secretary kind of role. And the year after they promoted me to junior casting researcher. So, you know. It's not always a quick transition from runner to researcher. There's kind of like that middle ground. But as a researcher, it's quite a big jump. So it can be like researching topics. So for instance, right now loose women, the job is like researching topics that yeah. you know that need to be for the next day or the following day, or even on that day, you have to like come up with ideas and pitch them for it's the following day. So it's quite a quick turnaround. Yeah. But, I really enjoy it because, you know, you get to look through all the newspapers or websites. And it's really interesting because it also it keeps you up to date with what's going on without knowing. Because yeah. you're like, oh, Yeah. Because my job as a researcher, I would kind of more, because we kind of do, you know, location shoots and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like looking for locations or, you know, casting research. Are you are you just a researcher with Loose Women or are you just, are you casting? So... With Loose Women, I am just a researcher, but 
with this one, it's one of my favourite parts of the job, and I can't wait to do it. Um, we get a guest uh, each to research. Ooh. So loose women where the guest is on at the end or whatever and they and they have the talk with the guest that is my job my job is to research the guest to have a chat with the guest before round get all the quotes um yeah so i'm really i'm excited for that aspect of the job because i'm really good with talent um, you are you are amazing that's it <laughs> excellent. Uh, and that is one of the job one of the things about the job which i didn't realize was a part of the job until this week when i, when I was getting trained and they were like yep so i'm very much looking forward to my first one which i'll be doing um next friday so that'll be my first guest Ooh, is it a big i know you're not gonna obviously you can't say it, but is it a big name for me it is but i Ooh. i will let everyone know yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> uh, but i'll let you know so how do you deal with like a real diva contrib? Well, a contrib, no one knows what a contrib is. Either a contributor is like someone who's part of the show or diva talent, for example. If anyone sitting here as a runner or researcher being like, I've had the worst day with someone, how, what would be your advice? So luckily for me, I've not had a diva. You know. <laughs> of course. <laughs> You're I like, mean, no, I mean, never. <laughs> Typically, I'm the diva, but you know, <laughs> you know. But what I would say to anyone is, um, is always read the room because, like, <laughs> I feel like sometimes, actually, actually, tell a lie. There has been someone, but I won't say who. I remember um, you talking about this to me. Yeah, like yeah, oh no, I think this is all different. I don't want to talk about this one, but <laughs> it's a talent. Um, and basically, they were kicking off everything, and I about the awkwardness in the room there was quite a lot of talent there's more talent than runners so there's me and another runner and I like, I do. you have definitely told me about this family. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so I was like right I'm just gonna make a joke because on a day we need to you know make it calm we need to you know get rid of this energy so I made a joke and then it kind of like flatlined but the thing is it kind of moved away from his comment. I, I was like, that fan, you know, but some, some of the other talent found it funny. So I was like, you know what, it's fine. They found it funny. It's all good. But my thing is, my thing, my, my coping measure in life is comedy. So people are either going to find it funny or they are. That's yeah. the time it out that one time I thought, oh, oh, oh. But yeah, always read the room because I thought I read the room correctly. <laughs> Correctly, but yeah, it's fine. But yeah, I always say read the room and always just make sure that you're confident. And if you are, if you are uncomfortable with talent, always speak up to your higher up. So Mm. if if you're a casting runner, casting researcher, speak to your casting producer. If you're in production, speak to your production coordinator or production manager because they've always got your best interests at heart. Yeah. You were always such a commentator when we were working together. I'm just thinking of a moment with contributors and something I'm not going to say what it is and you probably don't remember, but that's why I'm laughing and I'll say to you after. I know, I, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Because um, we, have, we haven't seen each other in so long, so we're like, I feel like we're catching up, but we're not. We'll have to have a gossip after. We will, we will. So have you met any talent that you love? Oh, I've met so many talent that I've loved. Um, a lot of the loose women absolutely oh, adored. Nice. Ones that I've met so far, absolutely adored. Really? Oh. Um, went with a few of them quite often, so that... And they remember me. you and everything? 
they, re- they remember you and everything, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. So you can some of them, yeah, and it's been really nice. It's obviously, first week back uh, to it, but a lot of them have remembered me that I've been able to, uh, to chat with. But I will have to say, for me, my favourite is Dara from The Chase. Oh, yeah, that's right, you said um, that. I mean, what a guy. <laughs> I, I spent a full weekend with him last year, and he's honestly... Oh, I love that. I love that man. He is honestly such a treat to work Aww. with. So if you ever get to work with the Chasers, the Chasers as, as a whole are fantastic. But Dara is incredible. Oh, what TV show are you watching at the minute as someone who works in TV? Do you watch a lot of TV? Yes. Um, so what I'm watching right now on Apple TV, Hijack. Uh, that's very, very good. Um, it's very on the edge of see content. Uh, it's about playing like it's hijacked. So that's oh, oh, that's my nightmare. That is my nightmare. Because I seen today about a plane in Liverpool, or no, a plane going to Liverpool from Lanzarote. It was too heavy and people had to be like taken off because the plane was like too heavy with all the people in it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I can't even think about it. No, 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 it <laughs> Um, and Amazon Prime, I have just finished watching Australian drama, Deadlock. Deadlock is like a broad church kind of esque, mm-hmm. so but it, crime comedy, very, very good. Um, I don't really watch a lot of like entertainment shows, it's really weird to like you probably actually... like can't even stomach them anymore. <laughs> oh, it, it's just good that when you're at ITV, all the screens as well literally play ITV1 all day so it's like lingo the chase tipping point so it's like I'm always watching it anyway but yeah what about you what are you watching what am I watching I watched a BBC doc today oh my god it just says a lot about me I literally watched a four-part series this morning on a murder in Scotland but I don't know I think they make them so compelling and so you have to keep watching and then it was just playing in the background but it actually annoys me as well these people who make these um crime docs because they leave so much out and then they'll be like there's absolutely no reason why this woman has died like we don't know why and then they'll be like but she does have this toxic ex who like they don't mention until like the third episode and he has tried to kill her before and you're just like well if I knew that at the start I wouldn't be watching it absolutely <laughs> But yeah, no, I feel like because I work in TV, I don't watch a lot of TV anymore. I do watch a lot of the Channel 4 docs that come out, the ones on YouTube. Like, I just feel like, but everything's so expensive. Now, I was on someone else's Netflix account, but now that Netflix has locked everybody out, (laughs) got locked out. Damn it, damn it. Which is awful, so I need to start, like, buying my own now. (laughs) Awful. I know. Like, I've seen as well that you started your own stammer campaign is that right yeah so so you like did i i know honestly so in 2019 um a teacher from huddersfield uh messaged me on instagram this massive paragraph being like uh we've seen your article in the happy newspaper the happy newspaper for those who don't know is a paper which is basically all about happy news hence the name the happy newspaper mm-hmm. so there's no Bad news, bad news, it's all about positivity, which is absolutely incredible. So basically, I pitched an article about my summer journey to the editor, and the editor was like, fantastic, and she commissioned the article, and uh, it got featured, and the school in Huddersfield basically uh, had researched me and everything. Like, when I say to you, when I went to this school in January, so this was like November, November 2019, mm-hmm. skipped to January, I went to Huddersfield to launch this campaign 
I walked into the school and she showed me all their exercise books. In their books was like like charts and stuff all about me. There was drawings. Like, sorry, like what? Uh, and these children had, had literally researched me. And I was like, this is incredible. Like from one article that I did for this for this paper. So anyway, so this teacher really inspired me. And I was like, right, I'm going to take it on the road. I'm going to go around to these schools. But obviously then the lockdown happened and everything. So it really came at a bad time. But I thought, no, summer awareness needs to happen no matter what is happening out there. So I launched it online. So I did talks with colleges, universities. I then started to work with Birmingham City University on, a, on like a part-time basis. I do talks for their students. I'm on the panel for their master interviews. Wow. So all of that. And then I carried on pushing it, carried on doing talks. And then I won the Diana Award in uh july 2021 so when i said to you that was when my tv career started to really take off also so there's my stammer campaign and then the same year i was a finalist for the national diversity awards and there was like katie price in attendance uh and the small was like the main like singer mm. it was bougie loved it and then finally end of last year i was finalist for the bbc make a difference awards well, that was a real plug. I love that. <laughs> While you were talking about TV, I just literally thought, didn't you audition for Big Brother? <laughs> I, I did. So, uh, I, I, all these dates, I think. So, when I was 18, so... You have had such a full, full life, Jack. <laughs> Honestly, you just got to keep playing the game, you know what I mean? You just got to put yourself out there and people... <laughs> It or hate it, and so far they like who I am. But so, well, they didn't like you that much if you didn't get on. No, I'm really joking. <laughs> well, they get on, honey, and I can't even apply because I work in the industry. Can you not apply anymore? I think because of like there's that same conditions there. Like, if you know people that are on like the casting team, and I know people on the casting team, uh, obviously, I do. So, so even yeah. you would have uh, been it, actually priceless, wasn't it? Off-it-on-carry-on-carry-on-carry-on-carry-on-carry-on-carry-on-carry-on-carry-on-carry-on-carry-on-carry-on-carry-on-carry-on-carry-on-carry-on-carry-on-carry-on-carry-on-carry-
Why am I here? And then after that, uh, we did. So if people remember back in the day with Big Brother, they do like challenges where like they might get you to talk about controversial topics, you know, and they asked us controversial stuff. And like we had to like, yeah. like but at this point I knew it was like a <laughs> ship sail of the clause. You would have got it if you went now, you would have got it. Oh, um, funny, I know. <laughs> I know. Like, so, people like Captain Producer, if you're watching this, you know. Yeah. We might, we might know well, some of them. <laughs> you know. Um, and all the producers kind of, I tweaked on, they knew who they wanted. Because every time I put my hand up, they kind of kept going to the same people, or they kind of knew. And I was like, I was like it you know hasn't what? came out yet, though. It hasn't come out, has it? The what, what? Big Brother didn't start again, though, did it? It's starting again this year. It's starting again. So they didn't cast that series in the end? They didn't do that series? No, they did. Oh, they did? But everyone in my room, no one made it onto the show. Oh, oh God. You could always but go for traitors. There's going to be, a tra I think, I've heard there might be traitors. I don't know. If yeah, that... I know, but again, I know, I know people in the casting. Is thing, that but... right? Is that, is that, is everyone aware of that or is that just a... Uh... Oh, no, oh, no. It's out there. It's out there. Oh. I think people should ages but yeah i know people on the casting team so yeah so do i so do i <laughs> i don't think i could lie i don't think i could convince anyone then i think i think i've got a good poker you, face you definitely could a hundred percent you'd be like and i'm with you i'm with you i wouldn't lie to you and then you'd steal all the money <laughs> oh absolutely we need to bring back game show golden balls oh yes yes yes, yes. at the end it was that split and steal with it yeah yeah um i can see our time is coming to an end so i really want to gossip with you after so i'm gonna i'm gonna um send you another link but i think for now we'll wrap the podcast up because it's getting it's getting very long now so i hope i hope people have lasted um and they've stayed with us but i think this has been a very entertaining one thank you so much for coming on jack no worries, I'll be back anytime you want for the tea. Oh, thank you so much. You literally, yes, in a few years I'll get you back again, or even a few months, and you can tell me all your loose woman gossip. Money joking, we wouldn't do that. <laughs> we wouldn't do that. <laughs> okay, thank you so much to anyone who's listening, and thank you so much, Jack, for entertaining Bye. everyone. Bye. Bye.